So Hosea 9, again, chapter, uh, chapter 9, I'll read from, from 10 and 11 and tell you exactly where we at and what happened with this. So um, <clears throat> the, the, the part that we read today, getting into something that will, will, will actually be very much amplified at the end of the, at the, end of the chapter itself. So um, as we talked last time, like grapes in the wilderness, I found Israel. Like grape in the wilderness, I found Israel. <clears throat> like the first fruit on the fig tree in its first season, I saw your fathers. Here again, we're talking about how much, how much precious they are, how much they're something that's not quite common. You don't go just in the wilderness and see grapes and you see vine and vineyard. You don't see that. So it's something that look, I found you as something that's very, very special to me. And I wanted you to continue to be like that, but you didn't. You don't want me. Uh, like the first fruit on the fig tree in its first season, I saw your fathers, but they came to Balpur. Again, Balpur is the is the uh, god of 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 or the idol of fertility, which is kind of interesting because you see how he's playing on the fact of uh, of uh, actually uh, the, the, the 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 offsprings and the pregnancy and the. And the birth and giving birth and all those things. So you see that uh, that he's he's playing on that in a very very nice way. So uh, you, I want you and I found you and you were very precious to me and everything. But you know what? You didn't want me. You didn't want me. Uh, and but they came to Balpeor and consecrated themselves to the thing of shame, and became uh, detestable like the thing they loved, as we talked about last time, if you remember this. And then he goes on, Ephraim's glory shall fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they bring up children, I will bereave them till none is left. Woe to them when I depart from them. Ephraim, as I have seen, was like a young palm planted in a meadow. But Ephraim must lead his children out to slaughter. Give them, O Lord, what will you give them Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breast. Every evil of theirs in Gilgal, there I began to hate them because of the wickedness of their deeds. I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebels or rebels. Sorry. Ephraim is striking. This root, the root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. Even though they give birth, I will put their beloved children to death. My God will reject them because they have not listened to him. They shall be wanderers among the nations. Again, you see, in a way, as we said before, the punishment, right? But remember, again, the punishment for what? Punishment for, for uh, uh, correction and for uh, bring them back again to, to, to where they should be and how they can come back again to the Lord himself. But with that, you need to, to, to highlight several things here. And I'm going to actually start the session from, from the end of the, of the chapter. Chapter, or ver, verse 17. Verse 17 reads what? Here, here Hosea is speaking. So after he's giving the message from God, you see the, the pronoun, I will do this, I will do this. And then at the end of the chapter, here Hosea is speaking. He's saying what? My God will reject them because they have not listened to him they shall be wanderers among the nations. He said, they shall be wanderers among the nations. What is wanderers? What does it mean? What do you think of this verse? Specifically, the last, the last line. They shall be wanderers among the nation. They have no home. They have no home. 
Okay, what else? No stability. They lost. No identity. No identity. Yes. No direction. Okay. So this is the end result of what, of all what we've been talking about before, right? And and since I was reading this, that that verse kind of really stuck to my mind. Specifically, again, what what uh, Maryam said about the identity, about the identity. How, you know, sin finds its way into our hearts, into our places, into our relationships, into our families. And at the end of the day, it results in what? No identity. So let's talk about this more and more based on what he's talking about here and based on also what we'll jump into, into chapter 10. What do you think? What is identity first of all? It means what? You know, you don't know who you are. Okay. Based on what? Core beliefs and values. So what we believe in kind of give us identity is not the same as, you know, what, who you are in a way of, you know, my name is so-and-so, my uh, job is so-and-so, my education is so-and-so. Is this identity? Think so? I don't think it is, you know, uh, hearing everybody, the, 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 what we're talking about is the, 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 the difference between my real, my true identity and between who I am as, as, uh, as, as a person, right? What identify me as my, my education, my background, my job, my title, all those things. But I don't think that's the identity. Identity is much, much deeper than that, right? And that's why here, based on all what's, what's happening and based on what is going on, them ends up this passage and this section, not just passage, this section, because as we said, you know, till now, this is all what he is, he's kind of like God is, 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 is portraying and writing down their own problems and also giving them the result of that, the consequence, the punishment in a way, right? So when you see that they've been, again, they've, they're offering the wrong offering, they are not willing to return all their loyalty and all their strength and all their uh, 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 pride, as it says, in what they do, right? But at, at the end of the day, he goes, all those things are actually what makes you lose your identity, right? It's very interesting, very interesting, especially again, when you look at, at uh, verse 11, right? Where, where it says that, uh, that uh, uh, the pride will fly, or the, the if, <clears throat> Ephraim will fly, verse 11. Ephraim will fly, the pride will fly, no, what? No birth, no? Pregnancy, no? What is, why is that? Why is that part of their pride? What do you think, verse 11? I'm jumping again from the end of the chapter till 11, because it, I think it's very important to link both together. We like having too much children. Having too, 
too many children is a blessing. Okay? Okay? Yes, that's one thing. Remember again, sorry, remember again, we just said that they went into Baal Peor, which, which, is the, which is the God of what? Fertility. What is the link here? What do you think? You have no heritage, someone to carry you very important thing because at that time what makes you who you are is how much children you have right and how many people are carrying your name so the pride is in the offspring right remember when 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 the lord gave the promise to Ephraim from to abraham from the beginning he said what your children will be like that sand of the shore and the stars of the sky Right? So this is how you, how much you will be, you'll, 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 you'll be very, very blessed, right? So here they are saying that, okay, what, what they are trying to get is that there, they're trying again to, to use the same promise, but from a different source, okay? The same promise, but different source. So what they want is the kids and the pregnancy and the conception and the fertility. But instead of going to the main source of fertility or main source of blessing, they're going to Baal right? And that's why he goes, because of that, their pride will fly, right? See? And although they were so prosperous in this way, at the end of the section, it says that they were, they were what? They went as wanderers among the nation, right? So what does that mean to us, again? What does it mean to us? Okay, Rebecca. What's what's the what's the application here? Right? What things may let me make it more um, clear? Easier, you know, what things that we try to, to, to accomplish to find our identity, and at the end of the day, we still find ourselves what lost. Yes, anything other than God, yes, in general, yes, but in order to, to, to again, one of the things that, that he's trying to do here. See how God is, is 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 interacting with them. He's trying to do what first of all to get them to get them to that point of you're actually you're lost, right? Because based on this, start the revival, start the healing. Remember when we were talking about the healing? Okay. How did he get them to this point? You know, again, this particular passage never, never, as much as there is some kind of repetition throughout the book. This is probably the first time in the book that, that he called them, you are wanderers. It didn't come before in the full last nine chapters at all. Why at this point? Okay, first step to, to facing the problem is realizing, but what did he do in order to get them to this point? Yes. And yes. Yes. He's showing them that. He's showing his, as we said before, all this is building up the case, right? That here is what you've been doing. He's exposing them one thing after the other. I feel like 
Okay. Is when he says you became wanderers, is this a punishment or a real or a, or a fact? It's a fact. It's a fact. Well, that's what we were saying before. Is is the 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 the, the father who loves his children. You know, not always, all the time being, okay, you are nice, you are good, you know, you're, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. When there is need, no, you're wrong. Why? Because I love you, right? Why? Because I don't want you to get lost, right? Why? Because, because it's very important to realize this and to bring this. And that's, again, that's what exactly what's been happening from chapter four till chapter nine one exposure after the other. Here is what you're doing. You did this, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. And many times I told you, come back to me. And many times I took you to the wilderness. And many times I dealt with you in my own way, but you still don't want to. So what you're doing is actually the result of what you've chose, right? So it, it becomes here as a reality, although it's hidden. And although we don't like it, Right? Why again? Because remember here, they know that their identity is in their offspring, in their pregnancy, in their conception, right? But so, but but in order to, to get this and, and satisfy themselves, they went after the wrong gut. Which is exactly what we do, right? When we're trying to find out or prove or, or bring our identity. Okay. And as we were, we're, were discussing and we're we're, we're debating in the beginning whether my, you know, how many letters after my name or my title or my, uh, my uh, how many figures that I'm making or all those things, we think that this will become my identity. It actually makes me more what? Distant, more lost. So that's why, you know, going, going you know, starting from the, from the end of this chapter and going forward or going backward, I would say is very important. Because that's that's like the the, the epic of, of of everything. They became like wanderers. And I think it's a good, very good reminder for all of us. Because lots of times when we think that again, we know actually we know who we are and we know what we're doing and we know everything, at the end of the day, we're avoiding the fact that we are what? We're lost. How do I know that I'm lost? What do you think? What are the Characters of a lost person. You don't have peace. Okay, how is that? Very so, like, I remember hearing it was during COVID. We were having everything virtual. There was like a little uh, fellowship led by a doctor in Chicago. He was talking about tribulation. Okay. And he was like, when you squeeze an orange, would produce orange juice. Squeeze an apple, what produce apples? Yes. And he was saying, like, when we are in tribulation, the tribulation is like to be pressed. Yes. So, what's we, in you? What do we produce? Yes. We yes. produce like the fruit of the spirit, or do we produce like, you know, frustration, anger, right. resentment? And then if we produce those things under pressure, we're not at peace and we're, yes. you know. So, under pressure, you produce or you're squeezed, and what gets out, what comes out of you is what's in you, right? Right. Okay. So no peace. What else? 
as a result of being lost. No purpose, no purpose. That's a very good one. Just roaming around, right? And you try again to find purpose in anything, but then at the end of the day, it's not. Okay, no purpose. What else? Okay, no satisfaction, no contentment, right? Okay. Remember here, you know, if you, if you look at, at the scripture again, he was talking where he gave the, the metaphor of different things, metaphor of the bread, metaphor of the of the oven. Here in this section, metaphor of the of the agriculture, you know, the plants and the and the, and the different kind of, of, of plants and fruits and right, which is actually what the holistic view of of life, right? Whether that is the career that you do or the source of living or the, the encounter or the birth of, of children. It's basically what life in every aspect, life in every aspect. And that's another very, very important point because lots of times we separate between our practical life and between our spiritual life. Have you, have you, have you struggled with this before? Right? Like it's not practical, okay. I hear about it at church or maybe in the Bible study or maybe, but life is different. Why is that? Okay. So you're not really thinking that this is what the will is teaching us. Okay. The both cannot mingle. Okay. So the mind said that both cannot mingle. The mind said from before that this is something and this is something else. Okay. That's a very good point. Yeah. So the reverse of that is changing the mindset, right? And that's what St. Paul said, right? Changed by the transformation, right? But transformed by the renewal of the mind, by the renewal of the mind. So the mindset that no, there is nothing, actually it is all the same. It's all the same. Right? So why can't we like balance between our practical life and spiritual life? Okay. What's wrong with that? What do you mean about balance? Like, so the question again is, why can't we balance between our practical life and spiritual life? I'm asking, what do you mean by balance? So very good, yes. So, so, so Maria, I'm again saying there's nothing, I don't think there's nothing wrong by, about having a career or having been uh, successful or, or anything. Okay. 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 What do you think? So the, the Maria was saying again that, you know, sometimes it, it seems like that in order to follow God or be a true Christian, you really, God wants you to really leave things and you cannot have this and this and this and that. Is detachment of the heart. Very good. The detachment, we talked about this during when we were studying the, the ladder. The detachment of the heart. The detachment of I have this, there's a huge difference between I have this 
and I like this. How would you know if this is taken away from me, right? For whatever reason, how can I function? What's my reaction? So God never said that, no. Because when he said, leave everything and follow me, it's, it's leave, do not be attached to it. Attached to it meaning what? You can own something, but you're not attached to it, right? The difference is when I, when I, when I own my nice, you know, condo in the best beach in the whole world and uh, and you know i'm just thinking about it day and night and just can't wait till i go there all the time well there's nothing wrong with this but when again when 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 that becomes the the, the everything right and when that identifying my identity then that is the problem going back again to the identity so my identity equals my belongings or how much I have in the bank or how much I have in the stock market or how much this and this. But God never said, you know, no. On the other hand, God wants us to be successful as we were talking before, because we are actually his image. So, and God's call to each one of us, each one of us is different, right? So the, the, the literal meaning of leave, meaning you know, I have to, we have this, this, this wrong understanding that we have to be true Christian, that we have to be really not enjoying life even. No. Back again, I'm discussing this book with the group in Nigeria, which is the For the Life of the World by Alexander Schmeron. Uh, and he goes like, what life is he talking about? Like God came for the life of the world. What life is he talking about? Is the life of, of, of just being miserable, being, you know, faking that we are humble that way because we know no. the life of the world is to live the life that God wants us to live, but not attached to it. That's the point. That's, Peter, you want to say something? I was going to say it's a very interesting comment that you made. Um, I think what it comes down to is, is I don't know if you would agree with that, is it about intention and purpose? So, for example, why are we put on this earth, right? To, to, to act Christ-like and to glorify Him, right? Mm. So, if you're doing all those things to glorify God's name and not your own name, right. is, would it then, isn't it okay at that point? When you do it for God. Okay, Correct. what does it mean for God's name also? To glorify God's name. Okay. So, for instance, you achieve such a high success in society but you're God-fearing, and when people see that, you, you're very open about your Christianity. Right. And, and your yes, yes. When people see that, you're a model of Christianity. In other words... They see Christ are, in you. Absolutely. Right, yes. That is, but there is there is like a little bit of... of, of uh, I don't know if you heard, I've, I've said this message, this story before. The the It's based on the article work is my mom heard this before um uh, dr uh, uh nasef i think he's an antioch orthodox he gave us a a beautiful uh, uh seminar a few years ago in chicago he's talking about that you know, a story basically a story of uh is his name uh, i don't know if kevin you know him or not this is amazing he's uh, uh uh, but he gave us that story of, of um, a pilgrim that went to the Holy Land okay, to uh, to uh, do his pilgrimage. Okay? And as he went there, he saw a huge building that's being built and people, several people are building. So he approached the first worker and said, 
what are you doing here? He goes, you know, it was very crabby and very grumpy. Like I'm just building this thing and it's too hard. Okay. Ask the next one. What are you doing? Because you know what? I'm actually came here from Alexandria, from Egypt, and I'm working here so I can make some money and bring that money back to my family. Third one, he said that's what we call that uh, that uh, uh, what he calls it, uh, Brad Nassif, the Protestant uh, uh, title. I'm here to glorify the word of God. <laughs> okay. And then he, he reached the fourth one, fourth uh, worker. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm here to build a church for the Lord. But every day I build the church, the church is building me. Every time I, or every effort I put to build the church, I find that the church is building me. What's the difference between the third and the fourth? Between I'm here to glorify the name of God and between that I'm building a church and every time I'm building the church, the church is actually building me. Back again to the identity and to the purpose. What is the difference here? The fourth one, the two are growing closer together. So he's using the building process in order to build himself. And as he's building himself, that makes him closer to the likeness and the image. And what we see, the purpose of Orthodox Christian belief to be Christ-like. See? So not just, yes, to glorify God is good. But be careful because that can also get us into that self-righteousness, right? I am that successful Christian person and everybody's looking at me and, 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 and. But when you look at your struggle, your building, your relationship, your marriage, your everything, as it's something exactly with the meaning of marriage, as we said before, right? That the marriage is actually to build me or to build us together, to be Christ-like. So every challenge that I'm going through it shows a weakness in myself, right? It's not like, okay, well, here, we, here we go again. No, actually the time that I'm, 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 I'm failing or I'm struggling, that points out something that needs to be corrected and it's building me, right? So in the same way, if we go back again to what we're talking about here, you know, what we have and the purpose and the identity that we are, Remember, the whole story of Hosea is about what? He is the bridegroom, and we are his bride. And that's the identity. That is the actual identity. We were reading the book of identity a few years ago, if you remember, and one of the things we were talking about, about uh, Second Peter, uh, First Peter 5, that uh, we are real king and, and, and so forth. So one of the few very, very important uh, 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 characters of that identity that we are his bride. So as his bride, you look at things, okay, yes, I have this. And remember again, back again to Hosea too, God, did say, God said what? Everything that you have is what? From, from me. I gave you yeah, remember, I gave you the what? The wheat and the oil and the wine. I gave you all those things, right? There's nothing wrong with it. Take it, live with it, enjoy it. Right? No, I'm giving it to you so you have a better life, whether it's here or there. But the problem is when we take it and we think it's what? 
it's ours. Or it's given to us from another husband, right? That is the problem. When I look at everything that I have in my hand, I said, okay, this is, it's not God's. I forget that it's God's. And I forgot that he gave it to me in order to guide me, right? So when I'm dealing, when I'm dealing with the wheat and the wine and the oil, I know that this is something that shows also I'm interacting with it. So that's why, you know, at the end of this chapter, it goes like, you know, again, not only that my people are lost, but also something that's very, very uh, uh, harsh reject them. Here Hosea is saying that. My God will reject them because they have not listened to me. Again, it's not like I'm rejecting you because I just you know, I want to do this because I hate you. No. I told you several times, listen to me, but you don't want to. Right? My God will reject them because they have not listened to me and then he goes, they shall be wanderers among the nation. Right? With, with this, you go back again, I just want to go back again to the idea of, of what he's saying here about the, 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 the uh, Ephraim's glory shall fly away like a bird. Right? You think flying away is, is a good thing, you know, like freedom, right? But in a way, it has the connotation of what? You're actually getting lost. Back again to the same idea, just getting lost, right? And because of that, your, your pride, right? Again, if they bring up children, I will believe them till none is left. Because all the effort that you're trying to put and all the thoughts that you are thinking that this is will really give me my identity is what? Is nothing. Is nothing. So with that, he moves on, I'm not going to go uh, verse by verse with, with, the, with the rest of the chapter, but maybe just stop at verse 14 is very interesting also because here you see like he's actually, you know, uh, with the text itself, he, he's pausing for a minute. What is he saying here? He's saying, give them, O Lord. And then he pauses, like, what will you give? <laughs> and then, why is that? Why, why is that? Because, because what he's about to say is sometimes very harsh. So, like, you know, like, like he's, he's, he's asking God to do something, but he can't say it. Why? Because, like, he's, he's praying, God give them dryness, give them to not be fruitful, give them to not be productive. Right? Hosea, here Hosea is asking God about the people. Because here he, that's what he's that's what he's saying, right? And then he he pauses for a minute. That's why there is that kind of uh, uh, repetition in a way. God give them, oh Lord, and then like what will you give them? Like, wait a minute, should I say this? <laughs> right? But then I need to say that because that's actually, you know, what will correct, give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts, which is what? No fruit. No fruit. Why? Because they were going and were seeking the fruit from the, from Balfour, from the wrong, from the wrong source. Any Questions or comments about this passage before we move on? Wow. Is that all? Is 
Yes, in verse 15, what is Gilgal? Every evil of theirs is in Gilgal. There I began to hate them because of the wickedness of their... It's, it's in, in the book of Judges and Numbers where an actual uh, uh, incident happened that was very, very, very ugly. Very ugly. A person that... Uh, uh, relationships and then people killed people and it just like was very ugly. So again, he's, he's, he's bringing that, that, that uh, evil that happened. The other thing also that the commentators talk about in Gilgal, that's where the people um, made Saul their king and they chose him as a king. So he's saying that that place where you rejected me. And because in the beginning, God said, you should not have any king. I am your only king. But they said, no, we want a king like the other nations. It's okay. I'll give you a king if you want to. Right? So they took Saul and they uh, uh, made him a king in Gilgal. So as another place that shows their being or them being disloyal, right? And, and not faithful to the Lord. So that's he's saying every evil of theirs is in Gilgal. He's bringing that back again as a memory of what 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 your fathers have done and that's like a continuation of the same thing again i will drive them out of my house i will love them no more all the princes are rebels i will love them no more it means that he that he already at one point was loving them but it's also because as we see and as we saw from before you cannot just take this out of context and here you go but he is saying this out of also what like what i cannot love them anymore but I still, as we see, and as we see in the rest of the chapter, like I will actually, I will continue to love, right? But it shows us something very important here, which is that, that there is no, there is no uh, mix between, between light and darkness, right? You cannot just say that, okay, you know, God loves us and we'll just continue. Like, yes, God loves us. But at one point, this is, you know, I can't keep doing that. It's not like his love will ever stop, but but as again as the character, that's what we say. What God is holy, right? In order for us to be with Him and in Him and have that 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 relationship with Him, we have to be holy. Right? Back again to 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 the to the identity. I think the identity is something that's very very important that we need to to. To think of it more and more again who what is what is my identity am i really kind of wanderer in the in the nation right i'm here this group today tomorrow i'm behaving like this with here behaving this with other people just like as you're saying no purpose no goal nothing nothing just driven by myself desires and by myself needs right identity in a way also stands out as a character right like this is this is who you are, right? And you know, I mean, all of us know that, right? Like you know, when people know, like okay, you know, so and so doesn't like dirty jokes, for example, right? And it's known, whether you're at work or at school or at this, like you know what we we respect this. Why? Because you have an identity, you have a character. Like I cannot tolerate this with all love, with all things. Swearing, another thing. It's very very common now. Just language. Everybody does it. But no, I need to be clear on that. Like, what? I'm, I'm not okay with that. 
with all respect, again, but and people start to recognize this, right? Versus I'm just going with the flow. Well, everybody's way is at work. So I just, I find myself doing the same thing, right? You're lost. You're losing the identity, you're losing the purpose, you're losing the character. And then because of that, you start to behave like others. You belong to other gods, right? And then the problem with that, just listening to something today, you know, the, you know, ever thought about like why, what, you know, the, the idea of, of projecting the need of the people, we talked about this before, projecting the need of the people into an idol, right? So I need this, right? So I'm gonna make an idol for myself so I can project on the idol what I need, right? Again, lost is something that's very, very clear. Right, so they make a idol of fertility, an idol of sexual immorality, because they're projecting this. Right, power. I need power, so I'm gonna see whatever that is powerful, and I project my need on that. I'm gonna worship that, whether whether that's the sun or the fire or or. or right, and in the same way now it becomes it comes in a, in a different way. It becomes very very common also. It's insecurity, insecurity, right? And I think that in order to be secure, I have to have whatever, whatever that is, right? So you start to project on that and that thing becomes your God, right? But at the end, as it says here in chapter 19, at the end, they shall be wanderers among the nations. Again, it's, it's a fact and it's a consequence also of what they, And then, any other questions or comments about this passage before we, we move on? I want to have a question. Uh, go ahead, Dina. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. So in verse 15, um, uh, as I understand, is that God is talking, right? God, in verse 15, every evil of their in Gilgal, yes. Um, I'll drive so, them out of my house, yes. So when it says, I began to hate them, like what is the context of hatred here and like to what extent? I will love them no more. No, before that. Before that, I will drive them out of my house because of the wickedness of their deeds. There I began to hate them. Yes. There I began to hate them, where is there? In Gilgal. And again, as we said, Gilgal is just a symbol of, of not being loyal and not being faithful. Right, so hating them in a me in a way of of the 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 I cannot I cannot take the way they are acting. I cannot take the way they are living. I hate not them as in as in person. Right? Why? Why again? Because we said we cannot take things out of context. We just said when we're here again, I love them and I will have mercy on them and they are my people. But here it says I began to hate them. I am hating the way they are living, the way they are dealing with me, the way they are looking at me even, right? So, so the, the, the main, the main uh, idea here is, again, I cannot tolerate this. I cannot, you know, that place where they behaved very, very, very evil, and that's play, that place when they 
were celebrating Saul as their king, although I told them you cannot have a king, right? I start to like, okay, you're, there's something wrong, right? But the, and the proof of that, and from since that time till, till the time that Hosea was written, until our time now, God never stopped to show love. Thank you. Yep. Yes, you I think in a sense, even while he's telling them this, yes. that he's showing them love. Because if he wasn't, he wouldn't give them the warning. But I think he would just go on to see to do all the things he's telling them to do. Yes. Yes, he's continuing to show love even with that because he's warning them, right? In a way, if you have like a like again a parent and a child, like what I, I, you know, I'm not gonna love you anymore, <laughs> right? But in a way of what, like no, be careful, be careful, because I will never stop loving you. As a parent, I will never stop. Yeah, yeah. With with that, he goes on to something that continue, but then continue exposing but then he he gives uh he gives the like the final final um recommendation if i may say that so chapter 10 starts with still have a few minutes here so i'm just gonna go through it uh chapter 10 after all this he goes israel is a luxuriant vine that yields its fruits the more his fruit increased the more altars he built. So you were that vineyard and that vine that was very, very beautiful and very uh, uh, precious, but you dealt with it in the wrong way. The more you have fruit, the more you built what? Altars. Altars here for whom? For God? No, for yourself and for your other gods, right? The more altars he built, as his country improved, he improved his pillars. About more about right because at that time, as we said before, it was actually a prosperous time, as we said before, time of harvest, time of fruit, time of crop, time of, of, of good things, right? So they are still being deceived, okay? Seeing seeing the things, the good things that are happening there, but they're still not able to, to listen and to hear the message that be careful. Be careful. So their heart, the, the more altars he built, as his country improved, he improved his pillars. The pillars are what? Are the support, right? So he's, again, the idea that Ephraim or Israel is, is, is taking pride of what he is doing, of the earthly things, right? Not relating the fruit and not relating the vineyard that it was given by whom? Like that. Why is that? Because you know, here you have to jump right away to 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 another part uh, in in uh, Isaiah, Isaiah five, right? And and you see again, you know, the time that was written close to each other, and the idea of of uh, God message, God oneness of message. In Isaiah five, he talks about. Israel about the nation as what? As the vineyard. And he goes like, here's how much I've done to this vineyard, but at the end of the day, instead of giving good fruit, it gave what? Bad grapes. Remember that, Isaiah 5? 
says, let me sing for my beloved. My love song concerning his vineyard. Okay, what is that? My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vine. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine, a wine vat in it. And he looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wildly. This is God as the beloved or the loving who went and built a vineyard for, uh, or had a vineyard, and he did everything for this vineyard. He removed the stones, he built the watchtower, he planted the best vine, right? And he's waiting for the time to bring grapes, but it yielded what? And then he goes on, what should I do? The same thing as Hosea. Remember he said, what should I do with you, Ephraim? He goes here, and now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard? And I haven't done anything. What is it? Like, what else do you want? So don't say that I don't love you. Okay? I've done everything. That's why through the Old Testament, you always hear, again, the idea of, of God saying what? Remember, I am the one who brought you out of Egypt with a strong hand, right? And I brought you out of, of, the, of the wilderness and I brought you into the promised land and I gave you the inheritance and I gave you everything. But when it's time to bring grapes, you brought wild, bad. Not even that you didn't bring fruit, no, you're bringing. So all my effort went not only for nothing, for even worse. And you see the, the sad tone in Isaiah, right? What else should I have done? You tell me. You tell me. What else that I would have done and I shouldn't or couldn't do, couldn't do it? What else? Same thing again with Ephraim here. Remember? Like, what should I do with you? I've done everything. What if you're asking for something very bad, you don't see there is a harm, but God doesn't give it to you. That's what you're asking, right? You don't see any harm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. If But that goes back to the purpose. What is the purpose? The purpose right now, or what we even say, idealize, idealizing God. Like, I want the God that I want in my mind, that he's going to give me this and this and this and this and this. Yes, Peter. I feel like these passages say they're talking more about God already giving blessings and then somebody using them in the wrong, in the wrong way. Yes, yes, I've done it already. I've bought the land and I removed the stone and I built the watchtower and I planted the the best wine, right? And I gave you the wheat and the oil and the, and the, and the wine, but you've used it the wrong way, right? Why again? Because I think I go back again to the idea of, of what is our purpose, right? If the purpose is not quite clear, then all I'm looking at is just under my feet. Like I want this. And if you don't give it to me, you know, then you don't love me, right? The idea again of no, you the whole purpose is actually because I love you so much, I want you to be like me, and I want you to 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 be that that 
image and that likeness of Christ among the whole world. How does that come? It doesn't come unless I have an actual continuous relationship with him on a daily basis. Otherwise, it's going to be something very foreign, very foreign concept. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? It's, it's something that I don't really feel it or see it. Right? That's why here I'm going to jump into, into and I end with this. After all this, I'm just going to read it again. Israel is a luxuriant vine that yields its fruit. The more his fruit increased, the more altars he built. And then verse 2, their heart is false. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and destroy their pillars. The pillars that they thought it is, you know, very strong. And this is what we're prideful of. And this is what makes us really strong. You know what? I'm going to take it down. For now they will say, we have no king. For we do know, for we do not fear the Lord. And a king, what could he do for us? Like just the idea of what, of living aimless, without any authority, without anything, like we don't want anybody to tell us what to do. And then after all this, something, something very, very, very strong comes at the end of this. In verse 12. So after he keeps saying again what, he, what they've done, and, and again, when I please, I will discipline them and nations. Ephraim was a trained calf that loved the, the trash, all those things. And then finally comes to as I said, please, he goes, what? So for yourselves, righteousness, reap, set love, break up your fellow ground, for it is the time to seek that he may come and reign rightly, you know, kind of, you know, positive verse since the last three, four chapters. Because <laughs> the old, all the other chapters are are kind of like, you know, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. But then he brings back again. That's why I'm saying this is the final kind of like a, 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 a alert, right? This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. So for yourselves, righteousness, reap steadfast love. Break up your fellow ground for it is the time to seek the Lord. It is a time. So I think I think it's 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 very important as we are studying this not to forget that this is what he wants from us. This is not a do again, sowing righteousness, reaping, steadfast, breaking up the, 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 the fall ground is an effort. Is an effort. Right? But then you know he goes at the end, you have plowed iniquity. You have reaped and just see the, the, the opposite. Okay, like here's what you've been doing. Okay, but I don't want you to do that again. Out of love, I want you to do what to sow righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up the soil. It's time to seek the Lord that He may come and rain righteousness upon you. But if we don't seek the Lord, we'll continue to be in the same in the same place where we're at. Okay, and that's why it, 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 you see that the, the whole book is going towards now different different parts right different different tone right because as of 11 until the end he shows all the love that he has and what he really is doing with with his bride in order to really be part of of, of him
But it's all based on this verse. And that's why I wanted to, 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 to stop at verse 12, verse 10, 12, because it's very, very important. Seek, saw righteousness, reap love, and break down the ground. Break down the ground meaning what? Tell it, right? Tell it. Bring it. Open it for the light to come. Open it for the light to come. Seek the Lord. Then he will reign in righteousness. And then the ground is what tilled already and ready to, to, to receive the rain. Ready to see the rain. I think it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, way of thinking, again, how God is dealing with us. And again, unless we put effort, this is all going to be something different. But our, our, what we have in our hand is the effort. We can put an effort. Put an effort in daily time. Put an effort in daily reading. Put an effort on daily connecting with him throughout everything. And you'll see that actually God is reigning righteousness. Reigning righteousness. Versus, again, just taking things and very, very, very consumed with the world and very consumed with, with things that we think it makes our identity. But at the, at the end of the day, we become what? wanderers lost so i think this is this is you know beautiful way to to end this section and then move on to what's next 11 through 14 after this again i think just the idea of seek though it's time to seek the one it's time to seek the one i think if you if you go again and read and pray and 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 uh memorize 10 12 so for yourselves righteousness reap steadfast love Break up your fellow ground, for it's the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and reign righteousness upon you. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> I was waiting till towards the end of the book because there is, there is too many. Any questions or comments? Okay. We'll continue uh, with the with the rest of 10 and then we'll move and actually probably move into 11 right away and just um, kind of uh, decided to start a different section of the book as we move towards the end of the book, God willing, next Friday. Okay, let's pray and then uh, get you guys going. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, I mean, thank you, Lord, for this time, for bringing us together, Lord, uh, praying, Lord, uh, as you want us to do, Lord, to, it's time to seek the Lord, that you may uh, reign righteousness over us. Lord, let us come towards uh, you, Lord, every day, Lord, with uh, with a heart that is uh, tilled, Lord. Let's break the fell ground, Lord, and, and come to you and allow your light to come and to change and to uh, remove every impurity, every iniquity, every uh, darkness, Lord, and just fill, fill our hearts with your presence, with your light, Lord, that we can really, Lord, uh, move on uh, step by step, Lord, as you want us to be to your image, Lord, to your likeness, to be the salt and the light of the earth. Hear our prayer and supplication, prayers of all your saints, hear us in praising our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and that will be done on earth. And so give us this day. Give us our trespasses, forgive those trespasses, give us our temptation, but deliver us from Peace. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.